Good evening, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Inside the Drinker Studio. This is Michelle, and I have Ralph with me tonight. Hey, Michelle. Juan is in Chicago, so we say hi to him from far away. Hello, producer. Hello. And we are at Boomtown tonight, and we are here with just Hector. <laughs> Hector is fine. Hector is fine. <laughs> hey, guys. All right. So thank you for having us here. I appreciate this. Yeah, thanks um, for coming over. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm glad we have you on the on the podcast now because I come down here every so often. Ralph was very excited, yeah. and he was sad last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. I understand. We're business owners, we oh, yeah. get Busy. really overwhelmed, and yep. Ralph was just crying. I had to console him. <laughs> it's okay. I had a couple of bourbons, so everything was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> you met Chuck the Broder. You were all excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did meet Chuck. See? Shout out to Chuck. There you go. All right. So... Go on, Ralph. Get this party started. All right. So what we have here are or three drinks. We have a Hopadillo from Carbach. This is on tap here. Uh, we also have a Dark and Stormy and then a Jameson with Ginger. And I, I believe the, the Jameson and the Dark and Stormy would fall under the, the Angry Hour special that you guys right. have here. From like, what is it, from 10 to 12? Yeah. So 10 to 12, we do what we call Angry Hour as opposed to Happy Hour. And... That's basically, um, instead of the happy hour, it's kind of all of our lighter stuff, the white liquors, all the wells, um, and then the pints, the craft pints are on special for 350 and then happy hour shuts down at 8, and then at 10, again, all of a sudden, we have angry hour starting up, and that is... Um, basically, any of the dark spirits are, are on special, so everything from... Your well Kentucky bow to all the way up to you know uh, nine dollar scotch, all of those would be would be on special. Mm. And then the the dark and stormy is kind of the the featured drink since it's you know dark, stormy, angry. It's kind of all <laughs> fall in the same category. Um, and yeah, it's basically like a dark spice rum with uh, ginger beer. Ginger beer. Yeah. Cool. So usually we make it, we'll give people the option of Sailor Jerry or Kraken, mm -hmm. or just kind of judge what somebody likes if we know them better. Because the Sailor Jerry's a little bit more aggressive and the Kraken's sweeter, so yeah, just kind of personal oh, preference. Cool. Yep. Cool. Well, I'm going to get a little bit personal because I need uh, to ask you, tell, you know, what do you do? Where do you come from? All of that stuff. Tell us about yourself. Um, I mean, I'm from El Paso, Juarez. Um, pretty much lived in El Paso till, eh, well, till 16, and then was kind of in and out for a while. And I came back and studied at UTEP, uh, did philosophy there. Nice. Cool. And then after that, I moved to Germany. Uh, first, I moved to the south, close to music, Munich, in a city called Regensburg. Mm -hmm. And... I was there for two years, then went up to Berlin for five years, and then the last year in Germany I spent in Hamburg. Very nice. So cool. did you pick up the language at all? I did, yeah. Very I nice. mean, that was actually the good thing about being in Regensburg before Berlin, because, you know, you can get away with just knowing how to order a beer in Berlin in German, and German, and the rest you could get away with just speaking English. So, and you, you find that a lot. People mm -hmm. that, Americans especially, or, you know, Brits or whatever, who... Uh, go straight to Berlin and don't live anywhere else in Germany. They right. can be there for. I mean, I know a guy from Maine um, that I was working at a restaurant with. He had been there for 17 years. Shout out to Ben. Uh, but uh, really cool dude. But I mean, he could literally. He had like 10 stock German phrases that he could use, and anything outside of that, he was, oh, was cool. lost. So, How long were crazy. you there for? Um, all together in Germany, I yeah. was there for about eight years. Wow! So you are yeah. definitely fluent. Yeah, yeah. So That's how do you awesome. order a beer? And that was that was, um, you know, like I said in Regensburg, this kind of like in the Bavarian forest, mm -hmm. and you know, the rest of Germany considers them hicks, but you know, they're actually very lovely people. Yeah. And but they don't speak a lot of English, so um, so it was kind of full immersion. It was like. Either I'm just going to be lonely or I'm going to learn how to speak German. You're going to have to learn how to speak yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So what are the basic things that you have to learn in Germany? Learn to communicate, like ordering a beer, where's the restroom, things like that. 
Um, I mean, ordering a beer is pretty easy. Ein Bier, bitte. So, bitte in German you use for uh, both please and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bitte, danke, bitte. You know, that's okay. the order. Um, ein Bier, bitte. Wo ist das Klo? That's the bathroom. Um, what else would you that's like cool. to know? I'm just learning. I need the basics. Bitte ein Bit. Yeah, for Bitburger. the uh, Bitburger beers. That's their Bitter slogan. Bitte ein Bit. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, exactly. really cool. Yeah. Nice. Right. The more you know. The more you know. So, <laughs> so how, why, uh, why Germany? Like, yeah. were you out there for philosophy specifically? Or? No, you know, what's funny is that I did study a lot of German philosophy, but, you know, probably the most recent German philosopher I studied was, you know, dead about yeah. 30 years, or nah, like 15 years before I was born. So it's a lot of like a little bit archaic German language and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't know the difference because I didn't know German before. So, And especially philosophers like Heidegger, they actually like to use common words to express sort of deep philosophical points. They felt like you could learn a lot about a society through the way that they, by the etymology of their words. And um, so... You know, I knew all of these, like, highfalutin kind of German <laughs> philosophy words. So when I was learning the actual language, it was kind of funny because obviously it was very broken and I'm talking to people and they know right away that I'm, you know, yeah, just learning or whatever. But then I'd bust out with, like, some really crazy words that they're just like, how does this guy know? Lebenswelt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> talking about cool. the zeitgeist and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. And it's then... Like, what, you come back to El Paso yeah. and then you got into the bar scene right away, or what do you do? Uh, when I came back, I knew I was going to move back to the States. I uh, wanted to be closer to family and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and it just gotten to that point. I'd kind of exhausted everything I kind of wanted to do out there. Um, so I went and just kind of hit up different people in different um, parts of the country that I have a lot of good friends in. So it was like... New York, Austin, Dallas, L.A., that kind of thing, San Francisco. It was just kind of weighing possibilities, and then ended up, the last stop of my trip was El Paso, and that was New Year's Eve 2012 going into, no, sorry, 2011 going into 2012, mm -hmm. and, you know, I had a few, like, really good friends that I was planning to see, but really it wasn't a business-oriented trip, or it wasn't even... I actually wasn't really considering moving back and it was actually through tragedy um, very dear friend of a lot of ours um, was actually murdered in Austin oh. the New Year's New Year's Eve night uh, when she got home to her place somebody had broken in and she startled this guy and oh my it, God. yeah it's terrible wow. and you know what's weird is the next day when everybody found out and everything then we all met up at the tap downtown and you know it was obviously morose a lot of crying and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. and uh, her family's here so you know we all like went to her family the day after that and all that kind of stuff and it was weird because it had the effect of kind of showing me that in any other place in the world that wouldn't occur it's because I'm from here and have a bunch of old friends that, you know, there can be just this kind of outpour of support and community and everything. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if a good friend of mine, you know, died somewhere and I was living somewhere else, I might have a couple people that would be kind of my emotional support group or whatever you would call that. Yes. And here is just like dozens and dozens and dozens of people you know plus family of course so that's yeah. just like a whole other thing you know yeah so I was like you know what what am I doing like maybe I mean it was great you know teenager in my 20s all that kind of stuff but I was like you know what maybe it's time to sort of get tight with the people that I love and that yeah. are, are gonna have that kind of sense of community you know mm -hmm. so I decided then, I actually ended up, that trip ended up extending from a week to three months. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of planned out what I wanted to do. And what ended up coming up was, uh, together with some friends of mine, uh, we decided to open a little restaurant cafe downtown, which was called Hello Day. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was fascinating because it, you know, uh, my friend Joey and I were able to kind of display our passion for food and hospitality and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just, it was also already interesting because we were located inside of Tricky Falls. Yeah. yeah. So it connected me, you know, I worked in the music industry. That's probably something you don't know about me too. Like I worked I in, the, in the music industry for, you know, about 12 years, touring with bands, doing, doing management, but also doing, um, creating video shows for bands. So I did a lot of video editing, both live and in the studio. So, you know, and I grew up in the music scene here in El Paso too. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like a nice thing, like being able to have kind of my current passions, which were food, hospitality, that kind of thing, but still tied in with sort of this huge part of my life, which is music, you know. And that's carried on now. Um, Hello Day doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, opening Boomtown, yeah. uh, you know, that was at the forefront. I knew that it was going to be about the kind of space that you create and the environment you create for other people to spend their time in. And, but it, I wanted it to be very connected with music, you know? music, art, sort of just general culture, you know. Yeah, and I think that's something that Boomtown is known for. I mean, you guys have yeah, Cineboom here. We right. had the art shows up here, um, like the backyard sessions now. Right. Like that's really great. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel comfortable spending their time here, knowing that, you know, they can just get a, a drink. You know, you know, yeah. pretty. It won't hurt your wallet. You'll enjoy yourself, and then you can like. See right. all this great culture out here yeah. in El Paso. So how did Boomtown happen? I know you pair with uh, Alfredo, and right. uh, yeah. you just decided to get this. You know what's what's interesting place. is um, after I was out of Hello Day, um, I actually when I was at Hello Day, I started working with different nonprofits. Um, would do catering for them, or even uh, do like some free food that they could like even PTAs at like uh, elementary schools, uh -huh. you know, like all, all different kinds of stuff. And through that, after there, I actually started working together with a few nonprofits here in town uh -huh. and uh, started some new programs, sort of helped them with their programs that already existed. And it was, you know, working a lot in education, K through 12 education, uh, but we were doing programs with like uh, felony inmates being released from La Tuna. We did, um, you know, community garden type stuff. Started connecting the programs with programs in Juarez. Like, it was really fascinating. So that that kind of became my world for a little over a year. And you know, then I was, I was, I was always kind of on the back burner, like looking for the right place, the right thing to do, and whatever. And actually, with Boomtown, um, Alfred from Monarch was actually the one that found the place, and he had looked at it, and I guess the, I don't know, the previous tenant decided to keep it, and whatever, and so months and months later, the landlord from here called him back and said, okay, the guy is now totally gone, and he got evicted, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it's yours if you want it. Because this used to so, be a bar too, right? Yeah, this place has actually been a bar um, since, since like 74. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was before it was just, I mean, for the longest time up until about four years ago or five years ago, it was only a beer wine bar. Okay. So it was really just like a neighborhood. Neighborhood type in, of bar. drink yeah. a beer and that kind of thing. Um, so just recently it became like a full bar, you know. And, uh, I think, you know, that's what kind of makes it special, too. We tried not to change too much. Like, we wanted to sort of keep it. I know, like, other places, they go in and they want to, you know, gut the whole thing out and completely transform everything around it. But to me, it's like something, there's something special about it if it's been able to remain a bar since 1974, you know. So it's kind of got, like, a little bit of that if these walls could talk feel, you know, it's yeah. kind of got that lived-in feeling. Even though, I mean, we did change it quite a bit cosmetically and everything. It's just kind of... You didn't break down any walls or anything Right, like that. right. Nothing major. And then just recently, 
well, not that recent now, but in May, uh, we were able to take over the back and open the back patio. Because before that was like a totally, it was a separate business. Um, really? Yeah, it was a guy, it was like a contractor, and he used the patio, well, what's our patio, as like a junkyard, basically. Oh, God. So there okay. was just, and he'd, he actually still had time on his lease, and he just left overnight and like disappeared in the wind. And you're like, so all right. So landlord's just... like, if you want it now, take it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So actually, you'll see people that come here often, you'll, so they'll see that. We're kind of like doing everything little by little in yeah. the patio. So every time you come, there's like a little bit more built and <laughs> yeah. a little bit a more under construction. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 exactly. That's really cool. And we're actually, um, we've almost exhausted all the materials, but the guy left a bunch of old wood, old like aluminum paneling. That's awesome. Um, so you're like reusing all pipes, this stuff? And all the stuff that was in his junkyard, really cool. we're just using we're to using build like repurpose. a bar and a stage. And <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even all the benches and the tables and everything. And so on. <laughs> That's really cool. Just repurposed junk. Hell yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. It's there. All yeah. right. Cool. Well, we need to start our questionnaire. Our questionnaire, yes. Go ahead and ask the first question. All right. Us. Yeah. All right, so our first I'm question. keep drinking this Dark and Stormy because it's really good. really delicious. <laughs> so what historical figure would you like to have a drink with and what would you drink with them? It could be alive or dead. Um... Gosh, I mean, there's a lot of people I would pick just because of you can pick more than like one. It's all right. Them. You can have a party with them. But yeah, I mean, I oddly enough, it's funny. The first person that came to mind when you asked it was Ernest Hemingway. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's just, I guess, because he's a notorious drinker and yeah, and uh, definitely liked his party. So if you could probably get like uh, Ernest Hemingway. Um, Maybe Timothy Leary and Hunter Thompson oh, wow. in a room together. That would be, that'd that'd be, be awesome. <laughs> that would be a cool, interesting party. What I would you drink, drink uh, with them, though? Uh, what, what did you drink? A bunch of absin. Wild turkey, yeah. rum. <laughs> um, yeah, drinking probably. I, I would probably do. I would try, probably just do bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's but really I'm, interesting. Drop some acid. I, I doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be surprised if any of the four of us came out alive. Or from it, yeah. That's cool. It'd, That's be, cool. it'd be interesting. <laughs> nice. So what would be a good day to come over to Boomtown? You know, that you have a lot of people here, you like music. Um, well, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, we're, we're like where we're located is, you know, the corner of Wyoming, Magnolia, not a many people even know what that mm-hmm. means when I say it so especially because it's always been a neighborhood bar so it right. was never like a destination for somebody who doesn't live right around here mm-hmm. so and we're far enough from all the stuff on Piedras that yeah. we're just kind of like this little island yeah. you know? which is cool in a way because I think that you know provides us with like a really uh, really cool clientele yes because the people Anytime you come and you're in here, you can look around and everybody you see is there beca- is here because they really want to be here. Yeah. yeah. So it's not because it's next to this other place that they really wanted to go to or it's not just on their way home or anything like that. I mean, for business, obviously, those are good things for people to just pop in and drink at your place because oh, of yeah. <laughs> the location or whatever. But, you know, like I said, we're not strictly in it for the business side of it so a lot of it has to do with arts culture all that kind of stuff yes and so if we had a bunch of people in here that didn't get that or you know people that are just on a crazy drinking spree or whatever and they were the fifth bar on their list Mm -hmm. you know it's hard to do those kinds of things because you know people are going to start being shitheads you know yeah so that's the cool thing of course that means you know during the week well it's like any bar but you know, during the week we're significantly slower, depending on. Depending on the I mean, day we also like. If you have something. Yeah, depending on if we have bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's funny though because we have people. So we have people that just come all the time whenever they whenever they have time, basically. But then we have specific regulars that will actually look, and they've admitted this to me. They'll look at our Instagram or Facebook or something to see if something's going on. <laughs> Because yeah. they love it so much when there's nothing going on. Oh, okay. And they can just, like, relax. And it's, like, you know, 10, 15 people. And it's just, like, yeah. super chill. And everybody's just having 
great conversation and da da da, you know. And so they look for those days. And then there's the other people that never come unless we have some big Something band or you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, the nights we have. Because uh, now that we have the back, like I'll, I can basically like this past Saturday we had three events in one night. Whoa! So it was like one one show booked inside, which was four bands, four locals. Then we had the backyard sessions going on, which is more sort of acoustic singer-songwriter oriented. And then we had this uh, recycled record art oh, show okay. yeah. upstairs. Mm-hmm. So we use the upstairs as an art gallery. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, that that's really cool because, you know, then you get people who only wanted to come because they're into art. And then all of a sudden they're also. like, oh, wait, what is, what is this band? Where are they from? What? They're from here? This is crazy, you know? Like, nice. So, you know, it's just like exposure for everybody. It helps the community. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, I, I can really contest that because I'm a part of the uh, Frontera Poetry Slam group here in oh, El Paso. Yeah. So I know one time we were we were outside and then Emily Davis was going to have a show inside. Mm-hmm. So people would... Would, were here for Emily Davis' show, but they would hear us in the back, yeah. like doing poetry. So they'd come out and they would check it out. Yeah. So yes. you, you have like a cool intermingling of all these communities. You right. Know? Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who wouldn't normally, mm-hmm. you know, they just don't really know what a poetry slam yeah. is, so they probably wouldn't go. But you know, but then they're just curious because they, they see, band, it, and then they they're like, wait, there's a bunch of people out, out here doing this other <laughs> yeah. thing. What's going on with this? You know. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Nice. Well, I got another question. Yeah. If you were to die, what beer, wine, or spirit would you like to come back as? Oh, wow. Um, I guess I would like to come back as, um, you know, there's a, a German liquor uh-huh. called called Bärwurz. Um, it's like literally translates as bear root. Okay. <laughs> and it's like a, it's a weird thing. It comes in a ceramic bottle. But what I really like about it is that it's very defining. Mm-hmm. Somebody drinks it and there's no hiding it, whether they love it or hate it. And I mean, it's, it's crazy how divisive it is. People either are like totally obsessed with it and love it. And those people immediately become my best friends. <laughs> and then, uh, and then there's other people that are like, "Are you guys insane? This is like the absolute well, what, worst." What's testing. in it? What makes it so? It's particular? actually, it's actually okay. So this is the interesting thing that that we have here too, at Boomtown. Um, that I'm pretty sure no other bar in El Paso has. It's called Chucho, and uh, and it's basically the same. It's the Mexican version of Bearwoods. So Bearwoods is originally this. It's this plant that grows wild in Bavaria. Uh huh. And the locals back in the day used to grind it up and they would put it in fermented alcohol and create like a, a kind of like medicine from it hmm. so it has it has kind of like a celery taste to it interesting um, but but it's got like a root a root kind of flavor to it well the I, bear I, don't, I don't think i've ever seen that do you, you have it well, here so the yeah and okay. so um the chucho is also made from a Mexican plant, the root of a Mexican plant. Okay. And both of them, oddly enough, were used um, to, especially to help women with, um, like, menstrual cramps. Ah, and, okay. You know, like, oh. Or, like, even prenatal kind of stuff. Huh. They would do it without the alcohol for a prenatal. Okay. And then, uh, so they both kind of have this history. Never, you know, obviously, like, the Tarahumara did not know what was going on in right. Bavaria uh, 400 yeah, years no. ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, but, but yeah, they have this similar story. And so, yeah, we actually have it. We, we actually infuse it into a tequila. I think traditionally it's done with Sotol okay. in, in Mexico. Okay. But I actually tried it with Sotol here uh, and then did an A and B with uh, Sotol and with a, a silver tequila. Uh-huh. And I actually ended up liking the silver tequila better because it, you taste more of the root, less of Is the Is that something alcohol. we can try? Yeah, we got it right now. Oh. Got to do that. It sounds we interesting. We got to do yeah. that. I mean, yeah. as long as one of your guys. Well, we should do it. We'll, we should do we'll it on air. That way you can exactly. We'll, we'll know. We'll know who's. Yeah. <laughs> we'll know who's your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'll be like in the painting <laughs> room or something. I'm like, hey, can we get some chucho over here? You got <laughs> one. Uh, just a small one. Just something small. Two small, small ones. Yeah. To taste. 
Cool. I'm very interested in enjoying this. I am very style. curious about this. See, this, there's something always something interesting, interesting we can find at these places here. That's really cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. This, so yeah. you would come the back and add Beirut. Is that the translation for it or what? Oh yeah, the German one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Beirut. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Wurzel is root in German, so they shorten okay. it to Beerwurz. Oh, nice. Hmm. I'm very curious about this yeah, now. Yeah, no, yeah. It's is that something that you think you can bring from Germany or you can find yeah. here somewhere? Yeah. Um, I I know I've seen it at Specs, but I don't know if that was in El Paso. Oh. Um, but it's one of those things, like, they, they can order it. That's the stuff Specs you have can... infusing over there. I saw that bottle. I was curious about it. Yeah. It looks trippy because all the roots are just floating inside of a clear liquid. It's kind of it's oh scary God. looking. Now I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to be this, like, oh, yeah, It kind of looks drink like it. those, you know, those little jars with, like, yeah. brains or other organs. I in know. Yeah, it looks like an experiment or something. Okay. All right. All right, guys. All right. Here we go. Okay. The first chucho done oh, on air. Oh, it smells really good. Done on air, probably anywhere. Oh, it smells nice. It smells like... Whoa. Really earthy. Yeah. It's got a really earthy front and then like a... Oh, that is Also kind of like a celery finish, right? It's, it's, it's interesting. It's intense. Oh, it does yeah. taste like celery in the end. Yeah. It tastes like... The lingering, the lingering flavor is kind of has the aromatic of celery. Mmm. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, We're cool. best friends with Hector now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm like, this, Ooh, this, one this podcast can continue. Bloody hurt or something. <laughs> so make sure I to come know, down to Boomtown like, and down. have some of this. <laughs> yeah. It's good. This is delicious. This is really good. It's funny though. It's one of those things. It's too bad I'm not having menstrual cramps or anything right now. You know? <laughs> I gotta remember yeah. that. Just to check it. Next time, in a couple of weeks, Keep I'll probably come over and be like, "Can I have some of this shit?" Yeah. <laughs> Really need it. We'll, we'll always know. Juan will be yeah. like, can I get one to go? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's it's really cool. Good. Wow. That's amazing. So a lot of... And I'm uh, just, just making it up so you can be friends. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm serious. Like, I mean, I absolutely love it, you know? Cool. And, uh, but it's, you won't believe it. Like, people try it and they're like, what did you just give to me? That is the most horrible thing. Do you get a lot thing. of people that are like, ugh. It's pretty close to half and half, I'd say. Really? Because yeah. it's, it's not like anything I've okay. tried before. Like, I wouldn't compare it. Like, this is very good. Usually well, you can say, this tastes like Anise. This tastes like right. uh, Jaeger. But right. this is, no. No, yeah, it's totally different. And I think that's probably what it tells you most mm-hmm. about somebody's sort of personality. It's, is it's like, a Mexican. I mean, if they want, like, if they want something yeah. safe or if they're willing to, to venture out, explore different just, tastes because it's really like nothing else yeah. cilantro in here coriander mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cori- a little bit yeah. like coriander seed or something yeah. like that yeah totally cool. alright well talking about this fancy stuff <laughs> what is your biggest extravagance my biggest extravagance yeah what do you spend your money on what do you like oh geez I'm so frugal um oh. I don't I'm not yeah I'm not really like a big spender if I if I hunt down some change it's probably uh, either for a concert, mm-hmm. um, but even that's pretty rare. Uh, I would say, I don't know, records or books. You don't have to spend a lot I of money, but it's something that you always like that you collect that you always have, or you, know, you really, really wouldn't pass. I mean, by. I, I used to be like that exactly with records and books. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, probably. Band merchandise. Band merchandise. Yeah. So that's you go probably... to a concert and you have to get the T-shirt and all that stuff. Or... Yeah. I mean, especially pressed record. I don't have to. No, I'm not like a collector in that sense. Um, it's really like I do it to support the bands. Mm. You know. Okay. Yeah. Like if I go see anybody big, like if I go see The Cure or Morrissey or whatever, I don't buy anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, they don't they're, need they're the money. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the enough. tour shirt and all that stuff. Yeah. But. Every time there's a band here at Boomtown, like, I'll pay them, you know, whatever fee we worked out, plus I'll buy a record, a tape, a t-shirt, all of the above, you know, whatever they got. Um, and it's, you know, just to just to help out a little more. Even, support. You know. Yeah, totally. Sounds really cool. So, but now I have, like... Tons of shirts. Tons like, of six shirts. dresser drawers full of t-shirts <laughs> rolled up. Like. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That's I might good. need to, yeah, start a, a band merch shop here. 
If anyone gets big, you'll have their shirts at least. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you donate all this Old stuff, you know, somebody's gonna get lucky. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> what else yeah. do we have here? <laughs> I keep drinking. <coughs> now I got more to drink. You need to help me out, Ralph. What I am. Help? I've been drinking all this this gingery delicious now. stuff. I have to drive too. All right. So yeah, we actually have this. Uh, it's uh, all natural cane sugar ginger beer. It's really, it's really nice. I think that's why it sells so well. Yeah, I, the uh, the yeah. Jameson ginger is really, really good. Yeah, it's got the little spice kick is from, from the ginger. That from the gun thingy? Yeah, we have it on gun. Okay, yeah. I think it's the same one that we got. We yeah. people like it. Comes from Austin, stuff. I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Is it the one? Not the one with the seal on it. No, 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 no. no. This is from the gun. Oh, the, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, it's the, like a box. Yeah, it's a box. Yeah. Now the one, what is the one with the seal? That one's that's really good. Uh, is it Gosling? Yeah. Gosling. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's killer. They make a rum too. If I, yeah, if I had one in a can, it would be Gosling. For sure. Yeah. All right. So, what is your motto? What do you, what do you live by? Any words you live by? Any philosophy you can share? Um. Well, you know, it was, uh There's a there's a couple. Uh, one that sticks in my mind is. Um, the there was a Greek, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. It wasn't Herodotus? It was I can't think of his name right now, but it's uh, a Greek philosopher. Um, man, blanking on his name, but uh, his kind of motto, and it was even like engraved. He ended up like being a hermit, living in a cave, and whatever. And it was oh, like the canine guy, Canis or something. No. Heraclitus. Okay. Heraclitus. Okay. That's his name. Cool. And his sort of motto for him and his little cult that he had or whatever. Uh, beautiful cult. Was, uh, <laughs> in, in Greek, it's pantare. And okay. uh, that means everything flows. So he was he was the guy that notoriously said you can never step in the same river mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Okay. And so everything flows was kind of his reminder, which I've always found interesting. I got into it. Oddly enough, through Greek philosophy, but actually, when you study like any kind of Mayan or Aztec culture, you realize that they were way more obsessed with time than they were with space. Yes. So everything had to do with cycles, and you know, just like they were very time-oriented. Whereas I think we're more like in Western culture now, we're more spatially oriented and object-oriented. And so that was a nice way, like, everything flows. It's a constant reminder that there's nothing set in stone. Everything's sort of moving all the time. It changes. And it's, I mean, that should be the slogan for the bar, right? Because everything flows here, too. <laughs> Including the chuchos. Hey, I like this stuff, so... And the other one, too, I actually happened upon... I wasn't in... I, one of those people that likes hanging out in cemeteries, especially like old European ones. Yeah. And then, you know, there's just like growth and like all these just, you know, coming from medieval times and everything. And there's actually this 60s philosopher, uh, Herbert Marcuse, who I didn't even know was buried in Berlin because he's a French philosopher. So I guess he, he died over there and was buried there. And I just happened to be walking through and I'm like, Herbert Marcuse? And like his birth years were all right and everything. And on his tombstone, it just, in German, says Mach uh, weiter, which just means, like, um, like keep doing more or keep going or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I it's like kind of got, like, this, it's got a more powerful punch than in the English, you know. It's kind of like, you like know, fist, fist in the air, like, Mach okay. weiter, yeah. like, keep going, do it, you know. It's cool. Interesting. That's you got to look normal. that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely an old soul, dude. Uh, <laughs> Philosophy will do that philosophy. to you, or your drive to, to learn about philosophy, whatever's causing so. that, will do yeah. that to you. It's a right. chicken That's and egg cool. kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm very curious about um, Boomtown. What do you do with the yeah. cine boom? Oh yeah. How did that come out? Like why and what? I mean, I've seen well, the type of movies that you show, and it's yeah. really cool. But what was the intention of that? How you know, that actually, uh, here I have friends that have actually tried to start little uh, like film societies for El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually another big push happening right now. Um, actually, if anybody wants to go and you're into film and filmmaking mm-hmm. and you want El Paso to really grow in that sense, yes. October 4th, 8 a.m., city council meeting. All we're going to talk about is film culture in El Paso and 
how the city can help support it and how we can all band together to make El Paso, put El Paso on the map with uh, film oh, film culture cool. and nice. uh, I'll let some people know. I and job friend, creation, yeah. you know, it's like you got to remember when somebody's making a film for $10 million, yeah. there's carpenters hired, there's, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it provides, you know, you know, 50 jobs for people for, you know, mm-hmm. six weeks at least, you know, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. And, so. uh, and I mean, there's right now something like $1.7 billion generated from the film industry in Texas. Wow. And El Paso sees like a trickle of that, you know, yeah, probably no, something like really 20 million a year or something like that. Because like, it's just, but that's the thing is we got to get the city behind it so that they can provide the tax incentives and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. Yeah, I know so, out in Austin, you have people like Rooster Teeth. They, they started yeah. out their own mm-hmm. YouTube channel and now they're making movies. Yeah. I mean, we could yeah. have that here in El Paso. Totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean that's not it's not just feature film, it's webisodes, yeah. it's you know, all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. Um, but like the talent here is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just hard putting everybody together yeah. and have, you know, the people out there. We have too, tons of talent that you know, even still lives here that's because they love it here so much. But yeah. they go work in Albuquerque, they go work in Austin, they go work in San Antonio. Yeah. And it sucks for them because even like actors and stuff, they get called for auditions and they have to be up in Albuquerque the next day to yeah. audition for something that they don't even get. So it's like eight hour driving for, for nothing. just to go to an audition, you know, because yes. we don't even have that here. So it's pretty crazy. So I, you know, recognizing that a few years ago, one of the nonprofits I worked with, I actually tried again and failed to create a film society here in El Paso. Had about 10 people on board that were behind it. But the problem was we couldn't find independent venues mm-hmm. to to do screenings, to do shoots and whatever. So that kind of got, you know, put on the back burner. So when I opened Boomtown, it was like one of the things in my mind, like, I'm going to use that place to be, instead of waiting for a place to appear, yeah. I'm just yeah. going to make it. So cool. now this is a place for screenings. So yeah. we, do, we do screenings of features. We do music documentaries we do all kinds of stuff but it's also available for local filmmakers to showcase their own work they can invite their friends family could they contact you to get that done yeah totally anybody can hit me up at the either the cineboom or the boomtown facebook okay and And you uh, feature that upstairs or you no it's in the back oh they have they built their own screen it's pretty cool yeah yeah that's cool built like a 10 by 6 screen it's pretty awesome yeah yeah Nice. sound everything yeah <laughs> so yeah you can look on the cineboom we created a separate facebook just so it wouldn't yes. get too wouldn't overloaded on up. one yeah mm-hmm. so um i mean we reposted on the boomtown but if you follow the cineboom you'll see the actual like series that we have okay. so there's like a foreign film series there's a horror series there we're starting a music documentary series yeah. so. and you have something else coming out but i just saw that today what is it your next the, one the next Cineboom uh-huh. uh, is actually tomorrow, okay. and it's uh, Raising Arizona. Okay. Yeah, cool. so one of the few films you won't hate Nick Cave afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. it really is. I need to make it. I mean, most of the time I just don't have time to, but it's really cool yeah. that you are promoting all that, and I, I really respect you for that because you yeah. always did promoting about like going to the city council thing. Yeah, yeah. I know you're very involved with that, so that's yeah. really, really cool Definitely, of yeah. you to do that because mm-hmm. most of us don't. Yeah, it's going to hopefully sure. make El Paso better, hopefully inspire people to, to know that you know, people are trying to make El Paso better yeah. Totally. stay here. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, it's working, too. Like, I wanted Boomtown to be a place where... Because what I recognize, too, is that there is a bunch of amazing talent, mm-hmm. but they're not really that connected. You know, everybody's kind of got their own little... It's just really hard to, own little, to, uh, to do that. Fiefdom or whatever, and they yeah. stick in their bubble, and, yeah. and they do amazing things, even from within their bubble. But if these people would get connected and sort of even just share ideas, yeah. they don't even have to work on projects together... And I think that happens a lot here, too, because we have a bunch of artists, actors, theater people, film people, all that kind of stuff just hanging out. Yeah. I'm having a beer, and next thing you know, on the patio, they're having a conversation with somebody that they never met before. <laughs> or, like, you know, when, when we have the screenings, these are usually, like, pretty young kids who are, these are, like, their first short films or whatever, and they're showing them, and, you know, I can just through sort of the community I'm attached to, I can get professionals in the field to come check it out 
And so yeah. afterwards, it kind of turns into this like idea exchange, learning thing for somebody who's young and just getting going, or you know, needs to figure out how to find actors for their next yeah. film or whatever. You know, so that's so it's really cool. cool. It's become a good place for that, even just to happen, and you know, spontaneously. Yeah. So that, now we have, like, if you're a local filmmaker, you know you can contact Alamo if you want to get filmed there, your screen there. You can contact Boomtown to get screened here. Like, you have options. Yes. Right. You yeah. have options. Just keep it in here. Totally. That's a problem everybody gets. Like, uh, there's a green thing, and they leave the city because there's no support or anything that you can find here. So right. I think this is this was the first or second year that people are actually staying now in the city. Right. You know. So right. That's a good thing. So yeah, we were. That, yeah, we were bleeding out for a keep while. Keep working on that because I know I'm I'm one of them that I just left and now I'm back. But I wish I could have stayed and done other things here as well. So yeah, just to encourage people. There's this kind of stuff. So totally. We're a culture town. Yes. Totally. Moving on. <laughs> next question. What's our next question, Michelle? On what occasion yeah. do you lie? Um, usually during podcasts. Or during <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> when he said that he was going to be our best friend, but yeah. taking that, he was just yeah, tricking that us. Like, or yeah. did, did you switched it a little bit? Yeah, because people, I mean, most people have been answering that they, they tell white lies, like uh-huh. not to spare people's feelings. Right. Um, so, I mean, we've been getting that answer a lot. So, I... I was saying, you know, or what, what occasion are you honest? Like, you have to when tell the do you feel that you have everything. to be honest? When do you feel yeah. you have to tell the truth? When you're, when you're compelled to, to tell the truth? When am I compelled to tell the truth? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. I, I mean, if someone I, I were to like, to make a movie and they showed it to you, would you be honest with them or would you be like, eh? Like, that's. Yeah, I'm usually pretty brutally honest. Okay. So <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, I mean, I. Uh, if if people ask me for a critique, I mean, I'm not somebody who's just out there like telling people how it is or anything like that. Yeah. But generally, you know, if somebody really comes to me, I mean, you can tell the difference, right? If they actually want your opinion or if they just want a pat on the back. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so there's a bunch of times when I'm like, you know, it's really cool that you're doing that. And I mean it. I don't think what they're doing is necessarily Great. cool or mm-hmm. it's not my thing particularly yeah um it's like that with music too right i mean i i book bands from all over the states or whatever that are on tour and i know i'm not gonna like all of them you know so but that's not what it's about it's about me just supporting their effort you know yeah i mean it's it's a band from from uh you know somewhere in the midwest and they're coming through and they're just like you know whatever crazy band whatever, whatever. And yeah. I'm like who am I to judge you know it's not my thing and I you know whatever but um, but I'm still gonna have them because maybe there's somebody else that you know you never know what's gonna come of it or whatever so mm-hmm. you just kind of support it either way you know I'm yeah. not gonna be like the judge but if somebody comes to me and is like hey I know you have a lot of experience with this or that you know what do you think of this you know right. I'm like do you want the minute version you want the half hour <laughs> version or you know how much are you able to take <laughs> that's good yeah i think because because we need that kind of like critique here in el paso where i think most people are just dismissive they'll be like oh i don't like that no fuck that person yeah totally you need more. yeah there's a lot of that and i mean in the in the arts community i i've seen it you know around the states and in other countries and stuff whenever some place has like a kind of burgeoning arts community and that's coupled with, you know, minorities in any way. Uh, it takes a long time of people patting each other on the back and saying, you're badass, do it, whatever. Yeah. And then it, you know, it, it creates the community. That doesn't mean that everybody in the community actually is good at what they do. And so then the, the next phase comes in of places that aren't just doing what we're doing in terms of like just general support put it out there and sort of let let it naturally weed itself out. Yes. There comes like a next phase of like sort of more professional, like you got to get to this level. I mean, actually, I think the city's doing a really good job in that sense. The Museum and Cultural Affairs Department, mm-hmm. um, there's uh, 
Tracy Jordan over, or Tracy Jordan? Is that her name? No, that's the actor's name. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the comedian. The but actually, I'm thinking that might be her name. Oh wow. Anyway, <laughs> I'll have to look that up. But she's the she's the new director. But uh, Ben Fife has been over there for a long time. I think you guys probably know him. No, probably. his name is familiar. Yeah, yeah if you saw him, you would familiar. know him. Uh, yeah. Ben Fife is over there. Um, and there's a, some other good people, but. You know, they're the ones, they're putting on cool events themselves, like Chaka Block and stuff like that. Okay. But they also have, like, artist incubator programs. They have uh, money available, I mean, for individual artists and also for organizations seeking funding, like nonprofits and stuff like that. To And their mission is to just uh, support the arts community. So you can come in with whatever. And I've been on the panel, mm-hmm. like, deci- helping decide, you know, uh, who gets funding and who doesn't or whatever. And uh, and people come with projects like you can even conceive of right now. I mean, crazy <laughs> stuff. But you know what? If they have their shit together, they show up on time to the, mm-hmm. to the panel. They uh, have all their paperwork in order. They have examples of their art. They have a budget put together. You know what? They don't care how crazy the project is. They'll, they will get funded. The, the city will literally give you... Five thousand dollars, or wow. twenty five hundred, or whatever, depending wow. on what you're asking for, to do your art project. I mean, it's amazing, but you got to have your shit together. So that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of next level yeah. support, yeah. where it's like, and we're that's, here for you. That's but slowly coming. Like you yeah. can see that with yeah. uh, Dream Chasers Club, where they're right, you know, asking yeah. for a portfolio now. Like yeah. totally, like they're raising Dream Chasers the Club. Yeah. Um, what do they call it? The uh, the people who do the soup. Um, oh, um, Caldo Collective. Caldo Collective. Yeah, the Caldo Collective. They basically um, accept uh, like eight uh, presentations, and then they have a big Caldo dinner. Uh, so you so <laughs> okay. you pay like I think fifteen bucks a, a person, uh-huh. and you just all you get is a soup. You know that you're doing it to support it. Yeah. So you get as much free soup as you want, or Caldo, whatever, and. Uh, then they use that money that they generated from that dinner. Uh-huh. Everybody votes. There's eight presenters. Everybody votes on who they think is the coolest or whatever. And then that person gets all the money. So oh, it's right. also like, wow. I think the last one was like five grand. Wow. That's really cool. really cool. Yeah, and it's all like, you know, straight from the community. It's really cool. Um, but, again, you have to have your shit together to be one of those eight presenters. You yeah. know, like, so... So yeah, I think that that is kind of like that is kind of like next level, and um, I, you know, would definitely be into doing a little bit more of that too. I was just talking to two people today that are doing um, a new event, which uh, November, what's the the Sunday after Halloween, November eighth, something like that. Uh huh. Um, is gonna be the first one of these. It's called uh, Arts and Drafts. And uh, it's a really cool thing. It's most it's painting oriented right now, um, but it's like it's only like seven bucks to enter, and you get a canvas, paints, whatever kind of paints you want, oils, acrylics, okay. watercolor, nice. whatever. You can paint whatever you like. No, they provide a theme. Okay. Okay. And then it's like it lasts for two three hours. You can use as much of that time as you want or whatever. And then there's like some cool grand prize for whoever's work gets picked by the judges. Wow, and like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is this done by Asia? Asia, yeah. Okay, cool. Totally. Wow. Asia and uh, the guy's name is Daniel. Very cool. So yeah, the, we were just planning that right before you guys came. So yeah, yeah. It's, you know, cool stuff like that. Doing more and more. That's yeah, a nice spin on the paints and pints thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. So, yeah, there's that. And then, like you mentioned before, the Frontera Poetry Slam is the third Thursday of the month. Um, You know, it's a bunch of cool stuff. I mean, the Frontera also, as you know, um, I forget when you guys do the the actual uh, tournament. Yeah. Yeah, so every third Thursday, second to last Thursday, we have an event here at Boomtown. And... I mean, every event is a competition, mm-hmm. right? So at the like end of the year, like we'll, we'll have a grand slam. I think we had it like in May. Yeah. Um, and so that's our end of year, and we'll have all the previous winners come together and have another slam, and they compete to right. see who's the best poet of this. Oh, cool. yeah. 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 
It's super cool. That I mean, is it's pretty just cool. like really, I mean, there's really amazing people. A lot so, of great poets here in El Paso. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a very, it's a, it's a poetically inspired population, I would say. Cool. Just kind of naturally. We'll talk about funding. What would you do with a million dollars? Tax free. <laughs> million dollars. What would I do with a million dollars? Um, I don't know. Jeez. You said you're pretty frugal, so I don't know. If you yeah, really I know. Spend I, that. You could do a lot. Yeah. Frugal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's crazy. Like everything we've done here, including the improvements and everything, you know, mm-hmm. probably been able to make happen for like thirty grand. I mean, wow. including like the entire interior of the bar, the upstairs, everything, the back, everything. So it's like insane, you know, like can really stretch a dollar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a million, I'm just like, man, that's like 20 million. That's a lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I probably would want to do something like that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Tom Leah Institute is doing this new uh, space in one of the old Trost buildings downtown on on Texas uh-huh. um, and they actually have an event next a week from Thursday okay. uh, it's like a big sort of party arts party thing but also to showcase the building because they've been renovating it and the whole Tom Leah Institute is moving down there mm-hmm. um, and they do they do wonderful stuff and they've got amazing stuff planned so you know I would like to do something like that like a kind of I've always imagined like having some kind of arts corridor somewhere close to downtown or something like that okay um, that would have like affordable living for artists but also have kind of like a nonprofit associated with it that can do a lot of like DIY art stuff you know okay that isn't like a big you know money-making festival type thing mm-hmm. it would be more like you know like I actually wanted to do you know the the DMD downtown has like a facade improvement program mm-hmm. um, so you can ask the if you're renovating a building downtown you can ask the dmd and they'll give you up to i want to say fifty thousand dollars or something just to improve the front of the building so it's really cool every i mean anybody who's renting a building uh renovating a building uses it wow. yeah. but what i was thinking you know because the still the problem i'm still an advocate for downtown i live downtown i'm all about downtown so but there's like little cheaper ways of improving it and improving people's experience one of it has to do with like beautification like there's a lot of like still very sketchy alleys and all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff and yeah. dark dark corners and whatever yes. so even though i mean i've been living downtown since like 2002 or something like that oh, wow. and it was way sketchier even back then yeah. but even then it wasn't bad uh, and i'm not even i mean comparatively speaking for sure to any other urban area but not even comparatively just in general yeah. it, I've never had anything seriously sketchy happen, and I walk around everywhere, Good. and it's all it's fine. Yeah. But I understand people's feeling that yeah. eh, this feels kind of sketchy because they're not as used to it. Right. And so one of the things, for example, I'd love to do is like the same thing, but like an alleyway improvement project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead of just doing it, because usually the facade improvement is for restoration, because you want the front of your building to look pretty and whatever, yes. so they restore it to its original. The alleys don't matter as much, so I'd actually like to, you know, have funding available so that artists could come in and just like, you know, basically bomb an alleyway, put some lights in it. Yeah. That way, alleys. Because yeah. right now It'll feel safe. we kind of don't need alleys other than if a fire was burning down a building. So the rest of the year that a fire is not burning down a building, or the rest of the ten years that fire is not burning down a building. Yeah. They're just unused. They're just yeah. sitting there. It's a place for cats. Dilapidated. <laughs> yeah. Trash. And like, yeah. Yeah. So that's like a really cool opportunity to do something cheap, support the arts community at the same time, mm-hmm. and just have really cool, iconic stuff for yeah. El Paso. I mean, what's the first? Cool I mean, how many times have I been in traveling and in another city? I see tons of beautiful buildings, but I'm not sitting there, like, taking pictures of all of them. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, there's, like, a 30-foot astronaut floating in space on the corner of a building. I'm like, I'm going to take a picture of that. That's cool, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's it's undeniable how how huge, uh, you know, mural work can be. And then with your idea, I mean, like, every alley would be, like, a gallery. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Alley gallery. Alley gallery. There you go. That sounds beautiful. Fun that El Paso. (laughs) (laughs) 
totally. That's really cool. Nice. So he will he will beautify the alleys. That's yeah. That's pretty great. Like put some money into the alleys with a million dollars. What you could do is you could you could go downtown. You can visit yeah. Golden Goose, get a tattoo, and then go outside, go to the alley, check out some art out there. And yeah. I'm sure like because because I mean Golden Goose has a lot of artists in their shop. Yeah. yeah. So they could like populate their galleries outside there. That'd be nice. Yeah. There's actually a plan. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with it right now. There's. A few groups of people that got together and they wanted to do that whole alley behind Golden Goose and, okay. and uh, Golden Goose and uh, I think Sparrows is closed. Yeah, now, but, it is. Um, Dream Chasers is okay. on the other side, right. on the Santa Fe uh-huh. side, but they share an alley. So that whole alley, and I think it would be really cool. They could basically shut it down to through traffic, just you know, bomb it with really cool murals, put some lights up, whatever, and they could even you know have tables and chairs out there, yeah. just have people chilling, and yeah, it'd be awesome. So I think they're working on it, or they're trying to do it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, changing gears a little bit. I never see you drinking. It's rare. But do you ever uh, get drunk? Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do when you get drunk? I've never seen you drunk. I'm oh, just yeah. like, <laughs> what do you do when you get drunk? What do I do when I get yeah. drunk? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the sit around and tell stories kind of drunk, you know. I'm not okay. the. You're calm. I'm not the, you know, let's go to the club and you know oh, whatever. No, like no. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not that kind. So usually, there's a, if I'm drunk, there's probably a small crowd of people around me, probably eight to ten people. And you start and. We're all stories. crying, laughing, and <laughs> crying sad, and crying because one of us just punched the other one, or you know. But yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not like a big crowd kind of person, you know. Like, okay. I'm more, more intimate. Yeah. Intimate. He gets intimate. Yeah, I mean, I'm the. Stories. It's definitely like the you know, old man at the bar kind of guy. That's good because we have, we had a lot of partiers on here. I think <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, Mr. Bean. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Geez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would yeah. be lying if he said what I just said. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I know. Oh, man. Do you have any other questions? Um, we tapped out. I think we got the what is your pet peeve. So, so what, what really bothers you? What ticks is you your up? pet peeve? You know, a pet peeve that I have is a really bad audio in public spaces. Hmm. So Really? Yeah, yeah. And huh. I find it's like, a, I mean, everybody, I think, should kind of look into it because people are not paying as much attention to their music and the EQ of their music. <laughs> I think a lot of people just don't have an ear for it. But the problem is... Even if somebody doesn't complain about it, like, you know, you know, there's no, like, mids and a certain sound or whatever, you know, there's no, they don't know how to articulate it, yeah. but subconsciously you go into a restaurant and it feels I know, off. I know we're, we're, we're a very visually oriented culture, mm-hmm. so it's always like, we're thinking about the colors and the lamps and whatever, and, and so people spend a lot of time and money on that. And then they'll just have like tinny little speakers in the corner that to me is more annoying. I'd rather be in a completely quiet place than to have this like, sounds like an AM radio in the corner. Or Come through a coffee can. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, Dude, you either turn it up or turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, yeah, it's volume, but it's also EQ, yeah. you know, like, or it's the quality of the speakers. They're like, ah, I can hear it fine. So they, they think volume is all that matters yeah. i think oh, what, I what most people can like compare it to is if if you had no bass and right, like you're right. missing yeah. you're missing an element yeah there, you know yeah yeah and then okay. it's weird because i mean everybody at this point at this point knows somebody who's pretty good with sound mm-hmm. so all you got to do is ask them or the give them a hundred dollar yeah. bar tab or whatever and they'll they're gonna hook your place up yeah but they also don't want to just tell you because yeah. they don't want to offend you or whatever, you know, or they think oh, maybe he just doesn't have money to buy a couple extra speakers yeah. or whatever, you know, but that is the thing. And then there's places, did I mention it? No. Yeah. Well, there's a place 
downtown. Just saying. There's a it's place okay. downtown that I like a lot. <laughs> I've mentioned already in this podcast. And uh, it's an old Mexican dive. And uh, Oh, okay. So I see. I, obviously yeah. somebody told them you need subs. Okay. Because the music it was too tinny like or whatever. So then they go out and get a sub and then they mount it like right on the wall. So now when you sit along the wall, you it's just like have this vibrating. blasted like Oh Jesus. You know, it's like that's not helping either. You can't just <laughs> put, put a sub on top of everybody. You know? it's like, they probably uh, don't know. I know. They just but, don't know. Yeah, audio is more complicated than, than you think it'd be. Right. It is very complicated. It's, I have that issue because, at the bar too because yeah. the, the open mic people come in and they just like move right, everything yeah. around and then like my patio <laughs> speakers are all fucked up and they're yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally. like, dude, I hate that. No, I know. So yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it is, cool. it's difficult because <laughs> it, it's not difficult because it's actually difficult. It's difficult because we're not taught that as a culture. Right. We're so like visually oriented. We learn so much about how we see things. Yeah. And even everybody knows now about these like psychology tests done about, you know, what it's like to sit in a red room. Uh, will people sit in a yellow room longer than in a green right. room and all that kind of stuff. And people like your average person knows that kind of stuff now. Yeah. What do they know about audio or anything? You know, like, so like what Not tones much. will make you happy? What tones will make yeah, you happy? Exactly. Right. Yeah. What, we should have different rooms. What frequencies just... are, you know, going to make people leave a room faster than another? You know? <laughs> yeah. What frequency makes people pee more? What frequency? <laughs> <laughs> There's a frequency that annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Where's the brown note? <laughs> oh man, right. that's fun. Interesting. Yeah, I think you're the first one to say that. Yeah. Because yeah. I've never met anyone. I know it's that funny. I need to go back and watch like... and uh, listen to all these now because I'm gonna be like, oh <laughs> now my you're god, gonna have to. I'm, a, I'm a freaking weirdo. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like the second person to mention philosophy. So we talk with. Yeah, authors. no, we do have some a couple of philosophers. Cool, cool. All so right. that's cool. Yeah. So but I'm you're the first one that gets annoyed by bad. Audio. 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 Yeah. 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 All right. Like, what is he on? I mean, he works in the music industry. Well, yeah, I understand. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You do sound kind of like Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah? (laughs) A little bit. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Um, Everybody's Buscemi. I know. Everybody says Buscemi. have that that tone of voice. He's probably sick of it. (laughs) Now I'm hearing it. I like Steve Buscemi, okay? Now I can't not hear it. It's a compliment. Like uh, from from uh, the Atlantic City show. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. I could hear that. Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Yes. Everybody knows him. So, yeah. You sound good. It's all good. Cool. But Very if good. he does a bad, you know, job with the noise, this is a tech guy. He's the one that does yeah, it's that. my fault. <laughs> He's the my one fault. that controls the sound yeah. and everything. Right, right. <laughs> I just guide you through this stuff. <laughs> all right. Cool. Anything else? Um, I mean, I think that's it. Just come down to Boomtown, support. I mean, your local local businesses and also your local art communities yes. and music scene. Totally, there's a lot of events going on here. Um, Give us the address again. It's uh, 2430 Wyoming. Yeah, it's a two-story building on a corner. Yeah. You'll nice see it. Nice backyard now between yeah. between Piedras and Cotton. Yeah. You beer snobs will have something to enjoy out here. There's Hopadillo, Carbach. good craft beer. You um, got good St. Arnold's Art Car. Yeah, we mm-hmm. actually just added four more taps. Um, yeah, I saw them. Got some Oktoberfest beers in last week. We'll have them, yeah, you know, for the next week or two. And then we have your good specials. What, what are the specials? Like a daily special, different specials, or just the same specials? Yeah, I mean, we do, um, like, I encourage the bartenders to come up with whatever they're into, and I'll run it as a special, but then we always have the, the happy hour and angry hour, and actually Mondays, Mondays and Tuesdays now are happy hour all day. Why is angry? Why angry? Because well, it's opposite of happy. Yeah. Get, and that, get that dark liquor. And it's later at night, so you ah. get angrier. Okay. Cool. Earlier, you're well, happy because you got out of work. Later, if, you, if you're <laughs> still at the bar at 10, <laughs> you're angry. You probably got an issue or two. <laughs> so come on down, yeah. get the get the dark and stormy, get the Jameson and ginger. It's really get delicious. Some coffee. Get I some had coffee. coffee. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So. Yeah, we got coffee, tea. Um, yeah, I noticed the tea recently. I was like, oh hey, oh, that's like, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta try that. Well, it's getting cooler out there, yeah. so people right, will yeah. dig that. 
and start so. doing some toddies and all that kind of stuff. Yay. Very nice. Yeah. All right, people will come over and support your local businesses. Thank you so much, Hector, for uh, yeah. joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. And uh, we uh, shall see you guys next time. I don't know if we're going to have anything else after this. After the season? We might. Well, we'll not see. for the season because we're going to GABF. That's why Woo. I'm talking about that. Woo. Woo. Mm. Yay. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Cool. Have a good night. Like, subscribe, share us, follow us. We're Facebook, on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Twitter now. Yes. If you want us to go to your bar or your homebrew, Claudius, Here uh, we go again. send us an email or a Facebook message. We have a very mobile setup to, to go down there and meet you. Yeah. And come to Boomtown. Cool. All right. Thank, Thank you. Guys. you. Bye, guys. Love you. Mean it. Coffee, whiskey, baby, don't you?